Hello and a warm welcome to our first podcast in the Conveyancing Connections series of PCS Pods. I'm Kate Forsdyke and I'm a Director of PCS Legal and today I'm joined by Andrew McCall from AM Surveys who's going to answer some of our questions regarding surveys when purchasing a property. So hi Andrew, thanks for joining us today. Well, hi Kate. I have to say it's my first podcast ever, so I'm a podcast um, uh, virgin. Um, <laughs> Hopefully we'll look after you anyway. Good, good, good. <laughs> so let's get started. So really the obvious question is, is what is a survey? Right. Well, a, a survey essentially is a physical inspection of the property. And our primary role is to say, look, is it structurally sound or isn't it? Is it weathertight? Uh, isn't it? Um, and one of the reasons that I think it's essential, well, okay, I am biased, I am a surveyor, that's how I make mm-hmm. my living, is look, that people buy properties, they don't buy them every day. Um, they spend 20 minutes looking at the property and they make a major decision. Well, guess what? Houses are sold as seen. You basically have no consumer rights whatsoever. Yeah. And if you get it wrong, well, it's buy beware uh, with with it all. Um, So it it is essential to to have a more informed decision in in what you're buying. You're going to be paying that mortgage for the next 25 years uh, with it all. And you want to make sure you have a property that you can sell again. It's not some kind of defective uh, build. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is an investment uh, that you want to make sure that, that you keep safe. And the thing about a survey is, although surveys can tend to focus on the negative at, at times, we're, we're not here to throw a spanner in the works. We're yeah. here to offer positive solutions, let you know exactly what you're you're buying. And if I could sum it up in one word, it's not one word, one sentence, it's peace of mind. That, yes, that's what yeah. you need. Okay. So what does um, a survey typically cover? Well, I'd like to say that a survey covers everything. It is, as I said, a physical inspection of the outside, the inside of the property. We would, for example, report on roof coverings, the roof void itself Mm -hmm. here. We get in that loft and and crawl about (laughs) looking for woodworm and (laughs) and mice and all sorts of things like that. And we look at the property for, you know, are are there physical alterations? Has Has it been extended? Um, is there dampness? Is there potential dampness issues? Um, health and safety, is there asbestos about? Um, what's about the outbuildings? What's about the, the garden? Is, yeah. is there Japanese knotweed or triffids floating mm. around? Um, so, but the one thing I will say is that sort of to manage expectations, a survey is not invasive. Unfortunately, we're not allowed to start ripping up floorboards or cutting holes uh, in encasements. But but we we are there to ensure that, that you are making an informed decision, that you have a report in plain English, easy to read, plenty of photographs, none of this gobbledygook uh, with it all. Um, and lastly, we, we're also the eyes and ears of your um, conveyancer. So we're providing essential information uh, uh, for them as well. So hopefully, that we make the whole of the process uh, run a lot more smoothly. Brilliant. Okay, so what what are the different types of surveys that you can get? Right, well, that is a pretty long list (laughs) there. The first thing that I will say is a valuation by a bank is not a survey. 
There's a common misconception that 80% of people think that once the bank has done a valuation, that, that, that a survey's done, I don't need to do any more. Your bank is not doing a survey on that, on that property. A valuation does not give you any consumer protection whatsoever. And an interesting thing is that 60% of valuations are carried out by what we call desktop. So, so they don't even go there. I mean, nowadays, there's enough information in supercomputers and past sales and, and right move and everything else. Um, so 40% that they will go there. And, and actually, the, the poor corporate valuer um, probably does five or six valuations a day. So, wow. so that they may be there 15 minutes, they may be there half an hour. Um, and, and there is a big disclaimer there saying that it is not a survey. It's just purely for their own in, internal tick boxes of is it good to lend money on? And, and actually, if you default, actually, can they sell it quickly, get their money back, basically? Okay. Oh, oh, what type of service can you think of? Well, out, out of, um, there's two things here. I mean, is it a new build uh, house? And, and, and there is a specific survey uh, for that. But I think that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. Most people will buy a property that is, I don't know, 10 years old, 100 years old. And there are... I, mean, I think three main types of survey or mainstream uh, types of survey. The best known is probably the home buyers report. And it's probably the best known because it's been around for over 30 years. It's yeah. what we call a level two survey. Um, it's designed for your basic sort of property, uh, as it were. Uh, certainly not one that is over 80 or 100 years old. Um, and if there's been physical alterations to the property, it, it's not really the survey uh, that, that you should have. I'm not a great fan of them uh, personally, but, but but they will do what, what you want them to do. Okay. At the other end of the scale, you have the building survey. Now, the building survey is what we call a level three survey, and it is the most expensive of all the survey types. And the reason for this is you're paying for a lot of in-depth advice on putting major problems right. Okay. So if it was a rambling old Victorian wreck with mushrooms growing up the walls, big cracks everywhere, this is certainly the, the survey for you. Or, or, or if it's a very, you know, it's a high-end uh, property with lots of grounds, yeah, it, it's probably the one that you want. So there'll be a lot of detailed advice in there. Um, there is an alternative that, that sits in the middle that's not so mainstream, but it's certainly my favourite type of survey is the home condition survey. Okay. Um, that is a level three survey. So it's a level three inspection. It's a level two report. So it's the best of, of all worlds. Um, but it's really very, very consumer friendly. Lots of pictures, you know, lots of um, uh, detailed, well, there is there is a lot of generic advice uh, yeah. in there uh, with it all. Um, it also includes uh, insurance rebuild documents, but it's, it's like anything. We can offer people whatever survey uh, they that, that they want or need. I personally will always talk to a client 15, 20 minutes, so I've got an understanding of, of, of what they're buying, what their concerns are, their timelines, their future plans. Uh, and then from there, I can I can give better advice on on what would be the most.
most suitable type of survey. Great stuff. So how much is a typical survey for a house purchase or does it kind of differ depending on what type of survey you have and also what property you're buying, I suppose? Yes, and unfortunately it's a how long is a piece of string of uh, question <laughs> uh, with it all. Um, one thing I would say, though, you don't have to pay the most amount of money to get a good survey. It's, you know, you don't have to say, oh, I need the, the, the full old singing and dancing <laughs> building survey. Let you into a little secret. All surveys are structural surveys. Okay. That's, what, that's, that's, what, that's what you pay us to do. Is it structurally sound or not structurally sound? Because I occasionally get people say, oh, I have to have the full structural. Yeah. Well, you know, the full structural, people normally refer to that as the building survey. And the building survey is the most expensive in the suite. And the last thing that I personally will ever do is saying that you have to give me the most amount of money because we all have to have this perception of value for money. And, and the last thing I would ever want is someone saying, actually, that was an awful lot of money for something that told me you know, nothing. We don't, we, we don't need that. That doesn't get you recommendations and referrals um, uh, in the future. Okay, so you touched on it earlier. So you definitely recommend that I would still need a survey, even if my mortgage company are doing a valuation report. Absolutely, uh, you you need a survey with it. Um, occasionally, I, I do get people saying, "Well, it's okay. My 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 dad can go and have a look at it, or I know a builder." Mm. Well, when it when it hits the fan, okay, they're <laughs> they're not going to take the responsibility for it, and. Very occasionally, I, I do get a naughty estate agent that says, you don't need a survey. Well, stick it in writing. No one ever will. Um, you need a survey because, as we said earlier on, um, houses are totally sold to seen, no consumer rights whatsoever. Um, and I think we said uh, one of the main reasons is you, you don't want an insurance company to make an excuse not to pay out if, if, if you hit these problems. And I think that it, peace of mind, absolute peace of mind, it, it is the most important uh, reason for it. And, and actually, I didn't answer the other question properly. How much is a survey? Yeah. Um, I think that, that, that surveys probably start around the £500 uh, region, uh, depending whether it's a flat or a, a small house. And obviously, yeah. it will uh, get higher and higher. Um, I think a full building survey on a on a on a big Victorian five bedroom detached house with with land and outbuildings could be as much as twelve hundred pounds. Yeah. But but if you're paying a couple of million pounds for a property, That's exactly what I was it's, say. it's a drop in the ocean. That's right. And mm. I thought, well, well, I think even if you're buying a property that's a hundred thousand mm. pounds, you know, to have a, a survey done um, for five hundred. Pounds or whatever is, is a no-brainer, really, isn't it? So. Well, I'd hate for someone to be stuck actually paying uh, a mortgage for 30 years for a house mm -hmm. that they can't sell. Definitely. So if I had a survey done and there were some issues that have been highlighted in it, what, what could I do after that? Well, I, I think there's there's a couple of things here. People don't want to move in and get surprises. Mm -hmm. and, and I've found that very rarely will... Uh, a survey or issues that have been found put someone off from actually uh, buying a house. So they can use the information if need be for some negotiation. I mean, 
when you make an offer on a property, it is on what you reasonably know about. So if we suddenly say to you, well, do you know what, there is a, a woodworm infestation, the treatment for this is probably about £2,000, you know, that's, that's not the end of the world. Um, and if you have a reasonable buyer and a reasonable seller, they might be able to discuss it. I think half the time that the, the people selling the houses don't always know that, that there is a problem. We all we all become a bit blind in our own house about the sloping floor and the creaky, you know, floorboards or the door that doesn't shut properly. And, and um, you know, sometimes there is actually a fine line between character and defect yeah. uh, with properties. That's great. So it's not just a report and then... I'll get sent the report and nothing else, so you no, space are available. We, will, we will take phone calls from now to evermore and, and, and give you that advice because actually good service, good old-fashioned customer survey service gets you recommendations left, right and centre. And, uh, uh, you know, at this point I would like to say that when, when we met, we met, what, 14 years ago or oh, yeah. some, something so, like so, that? So my age now. And, <laughs> and from just giving... Never advertising, good customer service, um, the six of us now. Yeah. Um, and, and that's been organic growth from, from, from getting it right. Yeah, it's brilliant. Really good. Well, you must be doing something right anyway, <laughs> so, so. So is the survey, is that just for me or do I have to disclose it to anybody else? Well, there are no rules, really. I would say to, to anybody, look, this survey is for you okay, yeah. as, as the buyer for, for your informed choice. I would always say, give it to your conveyancer. The conveyancer needs this because we have a small section called Section C, which will highlight issues that the conveyancer will or may need to to know about. They might not know the fact that um, there's a a big extension being put on or walls taken out or there's a a loft conversion that that, that shouldn't be there. or there's boundary issues mm-hmm. where we go there and say, well, hang on, this, this isn't right. Well, the conveyancer does need to know about these things. Um, and, and we'll always liaise with them. So it's, it's important that you give it to the conveyancer. Should you give it to your estate agent? Should you give it to the person buying you buying the house from? Well, I'd say no mm-hmm. is, is the answer to that. If you play poker, don't don't give all your cards away. No, but, that's but, right. but sections of the report are very very useful for negotiation, uh, yeah. if if need be. Yeah, I think from a conveyancing point of view, um, it's definitely a good idea to send it to your conveyancer. Um, I have seen surveys before of you know it's contained information that wasn't disclosed by the seller previously, and and sort of other issues have have occurred. So that's really good to do that. So what are the differences in surveyors? Can you get different types of surveyors? Well, I think it's one of these things where you get good and bad in in every trade and Mm -hmm. and, and every uh, profession. Um, There's a few things here. I I think, I hate to say this, but anyone can call themselves a surveyor. Okay. Um, It's not a protected uh, title. Um, It's important that that your uh, surveyor is um, obviously properly accredited with the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors or the um, Chartered Association of Building Engineers or the Residential Property Surveyors Association or all three or, 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 or some of them. Um, what's else about a surveyor? I, I think it's recommendation. I think the recommendation yeah. is like anything else. Is that person um, recommended to you? 
I'm personally a great believer in the um, small practice surveyor rather than the uh, corporate uh, surveyor. Corporate surveyors, they, they, they have to do quite a lot of surveys. And certainly you wouldn't have personal details and personal numbers uh, of the surveyor that you can pick up and say, you know, you know, you know, hi John, you know, hi, hi Bill, hi Lee, own service. Um, I I have this thing that I'm concerned about, and you know, or a small crack has appeared. Um, you know, we'll always give that help and advice okay. and things, and then from there, good service. We get good business because we get referred as as being good, honest professionals, mm. and you know, we don't recommend nothing's incentivized money-wise so we're not going to recommend builders and painters or or anything like that to you uh we'll just give you good honest advice brilliant okay so how would i find a surveyor right can i give a real shameless plug can indeed (laughs) go for it right well my name's andrew from am surveys so that's amsurveys.co.uk um, and and we cover the whole of the southeast of England. Um, there's five or six um, of us working in the team, and we really do like to think uh, that we give that good old fashioned service that that you don't see um, uh, nowadays. Um, however, you might say, well, actually, I I live in Belfast or I live in in Bognor. Well, well, I'm going to say, fortunately, fortunately. I'm also the uh, director of the uh, Residential Property Surveyors Association uh, panel. Um, we have uh, a couple of hundred independent small practice surveyors um, around the country. So if you needed a survey doing anywhere in the middle of Wales, I can sort that out. Uh, no problem uh, whatsoever. So that's the Residential Property Surveyors Association uh, org. Uh, .uk, not-for-profit organisation. Um, but basically, any any type of survey or any survey advice uh, you need, um, find me. Here's, okay. here's my shameless mobile plug. It's <laughs> 07 and, and if I don't answer and I'm on a call, I will always call back. Um, and I'm more than happy to give whatever help and advice uh, we possibly can. Just to say, actually, that Personally, if I give a quote out, I never chase anything up mm-hmm. because I hate that kind of thing myself. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm not a timeshare salesman. <laughs> I'll, I'll give honest advice, email it off, and then if somebody wants to come back and say, yes, hey, that's good, that, and I'm absolutely great. Brilliant. Okay, so when do you think is the best time to instruct a surveyor? Right, well, you probably... A better answering that question. But but what I would always say to anybody is, look, if you're buying this with a mortgage, make sure that the valuation has been done and the lender is happy to lend. The last thing that I want to do is go and inspect the property, okay, uh, and then you come back and say, well, the lender's not going to lend because, I don't know, I I couldn't get all my payslips in in order or, 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 or something like that. Um, there are occasions in very heated markets where actually, in fact, I had one the other day uh, in London, and they will not take the property off the market until a surveyor has booked uh, a survey. Oh, okay. So, yeah, had that uh, yesterday. Nice, nice, uh, big property. And they asked us to go ahead and then 
complained a little bit that actually he hadn't been booked within half an hour. <laughs> uh, I was still on the call. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it, that, that's booked and, and, and they're happy. But what's your views? I think if I put my conveyancing hat on, I think really the best time would be after we've received draft contracts from the seller's solicitor. Because um, it's at that point then that the chain's been formed um, the seller's completed all their paperwork and sent it to us, and, and it's at that point we would also order the searches. So maybe between that time will be a good time because you still want time for the you to be able to go and do the survey and produce the report for our client to, to look at it before exchange a contract. So well, well, exactly. You don't want to leave it um, last minute. Leave it and, and, and by the way, that's the first time I've seen your conveyancing hat. You it like really, it? Yeah, it does. It really, really good. It really <laughs> suits you. I wear, it, I wear it quite often, believe it or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> and lastly, have you got any sort of tips for buyers at all if they were looking at properties? Oh, where do you begin with... with Tips. <laughs> tips and where, tricks. Where do you buy with, with, with tips? Yeah, I, I, I think, okay, on tips and tricks, uh, for, you know, please look at the property more than once. Mm. You know, the amount of times that, that I hear, we, we only went to the property once before um, uh, buying it. And I, I, I think that, no, you, you need to go more than once because first time, rose-coloured glasses, second time, you then start asking the questions and then thinking more realistically um, about mm, will will let suit you know can I put a home office in in, in that bedroom or um, but, I mean everybody's different with things but it's important to, to go a few times because if you're going to get cold feet you know do it early on in the process yeah, don't, 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 don't don't do it later on. And I think it's also important even to, to go at the property at, at different times. Um, you don't necessarily have to go in there, but but go, go and see what it's like on a, you know, there's a pub around the corner. Yeah, go and see what it's like at 10 o'clock at night. Just go and, you know, yeah. there, there isn't any rowdiness or... Yeah, really um, good advice. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, hopefully you've given our listeners some food for thought, definitely, and, and hopefully your first podcast experience has been a good one. Okay, can you unlock the door now? I, I, I can do, yeah, you're, you're allowed to leave now, thank you. All right.